Welcome into One and Done Radio. Wherever you are, however you are listening, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podomatic, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pandora, Podcorn, Podbean, Google Playlist, Amazon Music, and whatever else there is out there, thanks for making One and Done Radio a part of your day. I actually go into this episode opening with the Big Ten big announcement of how they're going to come back and play football in October, and then I give my reaction to Game 7 between Denver and the Clippers, and why it just doesn't seem like it was going to work for the, for the Los Angeles Clippers. And finally, I end the show with giving my, pretty much, my live reactions of my live picks, I guess live, whatever, of who I think is going to win Week 2 matchups. All that on the show. Let's go. So big news out of the Big Ten. Football's back. Everything that we've been waiting for. College football has... We already know college football's been going on. And has been this... When's the Big Ten going to come back? And I'm, I'm not going to lie. If I keep seeing... I kept seeing stuff on like social media, ESPN, and wherever it was. Fox Sports, whatever. Saying... There's going to be a revote today. It's going to be a revote today. That was probably going on for like two weeks, and I was going to lose my mind. I said, "Listen, just just tell me when they do it. Just tell me when the revote is done." And then it happened. Got a notification saying the Big Ten is looking to resume the football season and to start play October twenty fourth, twenty third, twenty fourth that weekend, and get the games back on track. Looks like they were talking about a 8 plus 1 schedule. So it looks like a 9-game like season or 8 to 9-game season. However that is, it's back. College football fully so far. Well, okay, let me take that back because I know there's still some conferences that are not playing. There's UConn that's still not going to play as well. So when it comes to the Big Ten, we already know that was, that was a Big time division, big time conference, excuse me, that was missing. ACC already had its first weekend. Second weekend is about to come up of, of sports, of football activities. Big 12 had, again, same weekend too. Kind of felt the ball rolling as well with Oklahoma. I mean, you had Oklahoma, Kansas State, they played. Texas obviously played as well. Clemson, the ACC with Wake Forest. That game, that matchup was a dud. I thought it was going to be a little more competitive, but what do I know? And so now SEC is going to start up in just about 10 days. SEC starts up. Um, nine and 10 days. And you got, obviously, the Big Ten going to start up now in October. This is just something that we've been waiting for. And I'm just glad that it just came to the point, like, Everybody else is doing it. Why not us? It's the fear of missing out that the Big Ten was doing. And I've talked about this before. The fact that it started with a postponement. But you didn't even give it a chance. You came out with a schedule. You showed us we're trying to make it happen. And then, what, a week later? Less than a week later. Nah, seasons. we're not going to play. We're going to play in the spring. What did that do? You lost people. People were going to say, I'm not going to play in the spring. 
That's risking the health of my health that they don't care about, right? Why am I going to play? So now we have it where the Big Ten says we're going to make October happen. Justin Fields was a huge part behind this, as well as Nebraska with their lawsuit against the Big Ten. Now they can just drop the lawsuit saying, all right, we're playing. Cool. Thank you. And Justin Fields is coming out and, and with his petition, all this came together to pretty much formulate a, a way to make this happen. And now for Big Ten, I, yeah, again, I'm a Michigan fan. That's why I care. And I care, one, we just lost Dylan McCaffrey, a guy who was competing for the quarterback position. But I actually had talked to somebody about this as well because we we're both Michigan fans. And it was him and Joe Milton, both competing for the quarterback position now that Shea Patterson's gone. I said it. I said whoever does not get the position, whoever does not get the starting spot. And it's funny how this all happened the same day. Because I think with, with McCaffrey, he was probably trying to wait and see what was going to happen with the Big Ten if they were going to come back. But as soon as the Big Ten, the same day, as soon as the Big Ten says they're coming back, Dylan McCaffrey says, I'm not playing in Michigan anymore. I'm going to opt out and transfer. And, of course, that was going to happen. So now, Dylan McCaffrey's on the move, and, Joe, and that obviously shows Joe Milton's going to be the starting quarterback. What's my point in this? I'm excited. Okay? I get to see my team play. Yeah. I don't really care to root for Clemson. I'm sorry. I don't really care to root for... I don't know, the Georgia Bulldogs or South Carolina Gamecocks or Alabama. I don't care to root for them. Now, was I going to? I, and you know what? Actually, it was funny. I was thinking about rooting for a team. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll pick a team this year from one of the three power conferences and root for them. And I was going to pick Texas. I'm not even going to lie. I was going to pick Texas. Just because I thought, I like Sam Ellinger. I think I like what Texas is doing. I think they're going to be solid. Who knows? Hook them horns, and then all of a sudden Big Ten comes back, so who cares, Texas? So now the Big Ten's coming back. Again, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. And I think a lot of, again, the factors of Nebraska, Justin Fields, President Trump, the rapid testing that has coming out, everything has kind of built up to where spring, and then obviously the players that would opt out and probably won't even play in the spring, the money they were going to lose. The chance of spring not even going to happen. All the protests by the parents, everything built up to this moment. Kevin Warren, you have been welcomed back by fans of the Big Ten. As long as you stick to the schedule. So if Big Ten schools are and Big Ten fans are finally at peace, you brought it back, you brought back what we wanted. We wanted to try this is the thing that all the fans wanted to see. Try it. Try and see what happens. Just see if anything can work out. ACCs and Big 12 and SEC have all started to try. If you just try. Now the Pac-12, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I'm assuming they're going to follow suit as the Big 10 because they followed suit when they canceled everything. Now, unfortunately, with everything going on in California, it's a little bit different, so they have to really figure this out. But they have to decide 
is are we gonna how are we gonna make this happen if we're gonna if the Big Ten's back? How can we come back now? Pac-12 is on the clock at this point. So, Game Seven happened. Denver versus Los Angeles Clippers. Lakers are already in the Western Conference Finals, and you just you would just think that the Clippers with a three-one lead with Kawhi, Paul George, that they would just find a way to close the series. Game five happened. Nuggets came back from a deficit. Okay, fine, we'll get them in game six. Nuggets again, come back from a deficit. In game seven, deficit, Nuggets took them down. Actually, not even a deficit. Nuggets pretty much had them. It just came down to poor shooting and it's just such a collapse like this is not even like a somewhat oh this is like this is a talented team in the clippers that some people were actually picking to win the nba title not just the not just to make it to the finals but the title with Kawhi, paul george the bench of lou williams uh, and uh what was it montrez harrell Jeff Green, like all these guys you were looking at saying this team was going to make it. And it just didn't happen. What a choke. And I was talking to someone about this. And we're talking about Doc Rivers. And we're talking about how him with the big three that he had in Boston. This group is different than what he had in Boston. Those guys are were more veteran if that makes sense. They were more battle-tested. They were probably more... They were more put together like, we want to... We are dying to win. We are dying to bring something to Boston. Has not been done in a long time. Especially Paul Pierce. Boston Celtic really wanted something to happen. Bring in Kevin Garnett. Bring in Ray Allen. That was the big three. And they bought into Doc Rivers. Yes, were they three superstars? Absolutely. But... You can just feel the respect and the talent that they had was going to show up through the coaching of Doc Rivers. It just feels like with this Clippers team, the talent was just going to be the only thing that drove them. Not the coaching, not the, I don't know, not the teamwork. It was just felt like it was just going to be Okay, we're going to push our way. Like Dallas. Dallas realistically should not have been in the game like in a game 6. They should not have been down to a game 6. Right? I mean, let's just be honest. They won two games, but Los Angeles took care of them. And I'm and I've said this before. Dallas was a great team. They had a great mindset of we can take these guys down. And Duke, uh, not Duke, Luca knew that they could take them down. Okay, what? But now, when it, Dallas showed that how these Clippers are vulnerable, and Denver knew that three-one, oh, we got them right where we want them, and exposed them. Kawhi Leonard in Game Seven, six of twenty-two from the field. 2 of 7 from 3-point land. His plus-minus was a negative 21. Paul George. Pandemic Paul 
who has been terrible like pretty much this whole time. 4 of 16, 2 of 11 from 3. His plus minus was negative 20. Lou Williams, 3 of 11 from the field. 1 of 4 from 3. Terrible. They shot 30, pretty much 38% from the field. 38. And what Denver do? Shot almost 50. You can't. That, that's game 7. That's clutch. And their dog, Jamal Murray, like this dude, and we were talking about, like, this dude can play. I was talking about, again, another guy I was, we were talking about back and forth. He was saying, oh, man, you know, the Clippers got a, got a dog. They, Paul, they got Kawhi. They got, they got dog like stars. And I'm like, Jamal Murray, if you're trying to say that, Jamal Murray's a dog. Like, he's a stud. And he played phenomenal, along with Jokic as well. But Jamal Murray, 15 of 26 from the field, plus minus of a plus 15, scored 40 points. What more can you want from him? That dude is lighting it up. And this is a young Denver Nuggets squad that I think they will give the Lakers some trouble. I don't, I just don't know how much trouble they'll be in. Do I think the Lakers can handle them in the series? Maybe. I do want to see how they match up with Jokic. I do want to see that. I think I think they'll match up fine, shutting down, maybe playing a good matchup against Jamal Murray. I do believe in that. However, the Denver Nuggets showed you can never count out them, and the Clippers showed they have a long way to go before they are officially ready to take the next step towards an NBA title. I want to close the show giving my picks for all the games this week. And I just want everyone to be aware. I don't do like spread or betting or fantasy. Like I just don't do that. So if you're sticking around to like hear that, I'm sorry. You may just want to like just stop. I don't know what to tell you. I just say like who I think is going to win. Okay. Let's start off with Cincinnati at Cleveland. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go with Cleveland in this game, but I just some just something in me wants to go with Cincinnati. But I'm just gonna go Cleveland. I'm like, come on, Baker Mayfield cannot be that bad. He cannot be that bad. But unfortunately, he's been that bad. And, but I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I think at I mean, no fans there, but at Cleveland, Joe Burrow will feel some pressure from Miles Garrett because that offensive line is terrible, with Cincinnati. So I'm going to go with Cleveland. I just don't think it's going to be a blow. I think it's going to be a very close game, though. Next, Indianapolis home to the Vikings. I'm going to go with Indianapolis only because I just think that they got they got punched in the mouth, and I think Frank Wright is going to real. Like, these guys are going to realize after what Frank Wright's going to tell them. You guys are not un- invincible. Like you guys can get beat. I think they're going to handle the Vikings just fine. I look to be a good matchup. I think the Vikings. I don't. Think, I don't see the Vikings win that game, but I mean they could. I just. But I'm picking the Colts in that one. Uh, Bears versus the Giants. I'm gonna go with the Bears. I think the Bears with Mitchell Trubisky. He found his groove in the fourth quarter. The Giants looked terrible on Monday night as far as running the football, but boy, throwing the ball was not too bad. 
But running the football, I they could not do it. The Bears, a great defense at Chicago. I like the Bears in this one, getting a 2-0 start. Next, Atlanta versus the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys in this one. Okay. I like the Cowboys. So far, it's been home matches. But I like the Cowboys because I think the Atlanta's defense is still terrible. Dan Quinn, the guy who was pretty much part of the Legion of Boom in Seattle, just can't figure it out and for the Falcons. And I think the Cowboys, with their offensive talent, I think will they'll be able to find a way to find their groove against the Falcons. Lions versus the Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers was just, just start off the season so on a, a fire, I guess. In week one, and I think that in the Lions, little heartbreaking loss last week, but I do like the Lions to win, or the, the Packers, excuse me. Wow, I like the Packers to win that game. Titans versus the Jaguars, I like the Titans. I just think that they're very balanced. I think Derrick Henry is a very, obviously, effective, powerful running back. The Jaguars, though, I'm not going to be surprised if they win that game because that Gardner Minshew looked very good against the uh, Colts last week, only one incompletion. The Titans, a little bit of a different defense, but I, th- I still think the Titans will get the win, not by much, though. Bills versus the Dolphins. I got to go with the Bills. I love what they have going right now. I think Josh Allen, again, has improving every single week. They got Stephon Diggs. They got the great defense of the Buffalo Bills. I just got to go with Buffalo against the Dolphins. 49ers versus the Jets. I got to go with the 49ers. I do think that, unfortunately, they lost to Arizona, which is kind of embarrassing, especially being the defending NFC champions. Let's just say that. Yeah, they lost in the Super Bowl, but the defending NFC champions, and I know I talked about a possible Super Bowl hangover. I just don't think they go to the Jets and lose to the Jets with some injury issues going on, especially not having Le'Veon Bell there. To take them on. Rams versus the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think that the Eagles and Carson Wentz. I think they're going to make some adjustments. They're going to fix their mistakes. And this is my thing too with a lot of these teams. A lot of these teams. Some of these teams. They need a preseason. There are teams out there that don't need the preseason. They don't need to work on things. They don't need these games. That's why you see a lot of these teams sit these starters during the preseason. But for the most part, a lot of these teams do need those reps. And I think the Eagles is one of those teams that needed it. And they just they just weren't able to get it. And you saw it against Washington. They had a lead. It was a 17-0 lead. And they blew it. And it just seemed that they weren't ready to try and hold the lead, I do think, against the Rams. I think they can take them down. No problem. Going to be close. But I do like the Eagles to win that game. Broncos going to Pittsburgh. I got to go Pittsburgh. Listen, that defense is no joke okay remember i talking with ray fittipaldo last week talking about that defense it's just no joke and i think with what the steelers have and ben roethlisberger looked good did not look bad at all for the steelers i just i like the steelers drew lock i'm not saying that they had a bad game monday night versus the titans but I just I gotta see a little bit more. I was very excited for that offense, and I still am. I just gotta see a little bit more from Drew Locke, but I don't think he handles the Steelers' defense very well at Pittsburgh. Next, Washington 
versus the Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have a good matchup. I do think that they're going to have to protect Kyler Murray, but I think his legs help him in this game. Washington defense, though, not bad at all. They're very good, very young. Got a talented pass rush going for them, and I like to see them continue that, but I do like Arizona just to win that game close, but I still like them in that matchup. Uh, Kansas City at Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to go Kansas City, no doubt. Uh, I don't even think it's a close game. I think Kansas City blows them out. Uh, I, I give them like at least a two-touchdown advantage in that game. Ravens going to Houston. I gotta go Baltimore. I don't. I just. I don't think that the Texans are just made to win with Bill O'Brien as the head coach slash GM. I'm going with the Texans or the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson, that Ravens offense, is already in playoff mode and playoff potential. And I just. I got. I like Baltimore taking down the Texans. Houston Texans by a good amount. New England going to Seattle. I'm going to go with Seattle. And I, I just think that I don't know if Cam Newton's ready to take on Seattle. The Dolphins were a great tune-up game, if that makes sense. Or a preseason game, whatever it is. A, gr- a great game to get some reps in. But I just think that Seattle, I think they look very good against the Falcons. I think they continue that momentum. You got Jamal Adams in the secondary now. You got Russell Wilson, who's already starting off on an MVP-type level. I just like Seattle taking down the Patriots on Sunday night. And on Monday night, the Saints go to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. I like the Saints. I like the Saints with their defense and their high-powered offense. Now, I will say, though, what my biggest concern for them is the fact that Michael Thomas will not be there. That's a huge weapon for the Saints. I do think they find a way to make it up with other pieces around Drew Brees, and Drew Brees just does his thing as far as short passes. But I just, I don't know if the Raiders have enough to take down the Saints right now. Uh, But if Michael Thomas is there, I don't even think it would be a close game. I think it's going to be a little bit closer without Michael Thomas, but the Saints do find a way to get the win. That will do it for today's episode of One Done Radio. Thanks for tuning to the show. Be sure to subscribe to One Done Radio on iTunes. Follow One Done Radio on Twitter at One Done Radio. Subscribe to One Done Radio on YouTube. And any questions, comments, any inquiries for One and Done Radio can be sent to the email Ryan Dunn, the number one, at yahoo.com.